I see uh I mean I see Saints probably winning this week, but they're not gonna they're not gonna beat the Bucks. And the way we playing right now, uh, real good defense, stepped up real good the last five games. Um and averaging uh like almost ten, eleven points a game on defense. Uh we we, we bring it up to another level. So they, they stepped the game up a lot. And which which helped out and Tua's been playing real, real good towards efficient wise and it all started after this after the Deshaun Watson uh, room stopped. So he's more focused on himself and, like, trying to prove that he's the quarterback, the franchise quarterback that the team needs. Hmm. Um, do you think your team can make the playoffs here? Oh, yeah, most, most definitely. If we went out, and keep in mind, the teams, all the teams that's in the hunt between C2 through C8, they all have to play against each other. So, you're going to be having teams knocking other teams out. So, yes, we have a good shot of making the playoffs if we went out. But All right. You ready for that Saints-Dolphins game? Is that what you're ready for, too? Oh, um, I'm excited for the Saints-Dolphins game. I've been <laughs> the last three times. I've been the last three times, man. It's All right, like, look, like, you're, more, you're more familiar with the Jets than I am, okay? So, because they're in your division, your Dolphins division. Give me one guarantee that I'm going to see on Sunday. Mike McCarthy guaranteeing a win of his Cowboys over Washington, so we're having fun today. I'm asking Saints fans or even you as a Dolphin fan, what are we going to guarantee that I'm going to see in the Saints-Jets game? Alvin Kamara going to have 200, uh, 200 yards put off. Yeah, 200, 200 yards, yards of offense. Off. Ooh, I like that. Okay. Of offense. He's going to have okay. at least 200 yards put off. i tell you what. I, I'd like to see that. All right. Roy, thank you for your time today, man. Appreciate it. All right, my friend. Talk to you later. Yeah, for sure. There he goes. He literally, honestly, is the number one Dolphin fan that I know. And my uncle's a huge Dolphin fan, and he lives in Miami. But Roy flies to the games. I mean, he's all, he's a season ticket holder. He goes there all the time. Uh, quick break where we come back. Open phone lines. We'll play a little bit of some players, including we've heard from Mark away for sure. And we want to hear from other Saints players as they get ready to take on the Jets. Still five and a half point favorites. So drop and it didn't go up. Remember it was six, dropped to five. And right now holding steady at five and a half. Pelicans Pistons tonight at 7, 630 right here is the pregame. When you're home for Pelicans basketball, you're listening to ESPN New Orleans. Hey, hey, my friends. It's Dana DeFran Frilo here. Just wanted to reach out to you that I and Golden Motors are here and ready to help you take care of you and your family's vehicle needs. We have new inventory arriving daily. Check us out 24-7 at goldenmotors.com. Give us a call at 985-325-1000 or stop by and let myself or one of our awesome team members take care of you and get one less worry off your shoulders. Always remember, price is priority. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchaw, Abbeville, and Reserve. 
El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates on auto insurance. But what does that mean? Surprising. This often means something comes out of nowhere, like finding that $20 bill in your dryer. Great? Well, obviously, great means superior. Rates? Simply what one pays in exchange for something. And in this case, that something is State Farm being there when you need them most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios in Cutoff. Can we talk? talk sport? Real sport. Give us a hot spoonful of your opinion. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Yeah, realistically, we're looking, you know, at the we're in December now. So you're looking at trying to position yourself into the playoffs, get into the playoffs for us. Um, and we're going to have to win games to do that. And I think, you know, while you don't want to look too far ahead, it's, it's we're at that place where you don't have any more mulligans, right? Um, but it does start with the, the attention to detail this week. We can only play one game at a time, um, but we also have to be realistic of where we are uh, in the season. Indeed. And you heard again, Traquan Smith say the same thing earlier. So that's two players right there understanding where you are at the point of the season. You're you're a game from the final quarter, essentially, of the season. I know it's 17 games, so you don't have it four complete quarters. But um, there's a there's a definite understanding in there. This is what Traquan had to say on that. I say, yeah, definitely. Um, this this game is the most important game because it's, it's the next game, and I feel like this game really determined if we really would be in the hunt still. You know, it, it can determine if we capable of going to the playoffs. So this game is very important. And uh, forget all the other games. Uh, this this the most important game right now. So I think one of the interesting aspects of this as well is that Malcolm Jenkins touching on the fact that Chauncey Glonder Johnson is back here as well. So that kind of helps the, the defense and getting him healthy and part of that coverage. You, you know, he, he brings it when he gets on, on the football field. I mean, he's, you know, he's it's safe to say he has a lot of energy. You know, somebody who brings juice to the defense and just to the team in general. Um, been a lot of energy this week in practice and he, he's a part of that. No doubt. Uh, one of the other uh, things that Malcolm Jenkins also touched on is his thoughts on Sean Payton's comments about the, I wouldn't say just tackling, but Payton was asked about the team's tackling and if it was where it needed to be. So let's play Sean first to re- refresh your memory, and-, and then we'll hear what Jenkins had to say on it. I wouldn't say so. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, just put the tape on. You guys all have the copy. And and honestly, I don't think the effort's been where it needs to be either. Um, just watch the watch the big plays and and see what you think. I mean, I challenged them this morning in the meeting. It's 
look, it's hard to play good team defense if all 11 aren't playing. So if 10 are on the screen and you don't see number 11 or 11 shows up 20 to 30 yards downfield, it's hard to play good defense. And, and so that needs to be improved. So that was coach back on Wednesday. This was Malcolm Jenkins yesterday touching on the need to improve on tackling. Uh, I, don't know, I, I think it just comes down to, you know, getting back to the fundamentals, you know, practicing whatever it is that you, you messed up. You know, sometimes you you're off in coverage and and so your emphasis going into the next week is going to be working on that coverage. If, you know, tackling becomes an issue at any point in the season, which I feel like it, it does almost every year, uh, then the emphasis that week is, you know, the technique and tackling your proper angles, your pursuit to the ball. Um, you know, it's a league where it's hard to get guys on the ground. And so one-on-one tackling is, is always going to be hard. So for us, it's, you know, not only working on the technique, but how do we get population to the football so that if the next if first guy miss, you know, next guy cleans it up and vice versa. Um, so, yeah, that absolutely is something that needs to happen again. Look, the defense obviously not playing the way it was earlier, and there's a handful of reasons. The offense isn't doing you any favors. Lots of snaps, lots of time on the field, injuries. I was talking about this earlier this week. It's just absolutely insane to think that that right defensive end position has literally had a rotation. Not the kind you want, though. Normally like to rotate healthy bodies in and out, keep them fresh, rush the passer. The Saints have had a rotation of injured defensive ends. Spending time on IR, I think all three, right? Passing out. Turner, Davenport, it's incredible. I mean, you're literally hearing coach this week talk about David Onyemata seeing time at end, out of necessity. So, you're seeing a lot more plays probably getting into that second and third level. Jenkins on missed tackles overall if it's a factor. Yeah, usually big plays come from either blown coverages or bad communication or, or missed tackles. Uh, and, I, yeah, I think the, the few plays that we've seen or the, the uptick in big plays over the last few weeks result probably in, in uh, tackling and, and some of those, you know, plays where we just don't execute. Right. Um, one of the other things that Marshawn Lattimore was touching on yesterday as he also spoke was getting C.J. Garner-Johnson back and how it helps the defense. That's good, you know, the energy that he brings. Of course, we need that. So, so whenever you're out there, you know, it's a good thing. The defense giving up some big plays has been a, a big topic here as well. You've seen you know, the last three, four teams kind of go over the top and, you know, put the Saints down early. That's another thing, too, when you think about it. You have an offense that's struggling to get first downs, much less points. And, I mean, Philly, you're down quick. A couple other games, down quick. It's just it's really hard, right, for a team that's struggling to get any kind of momentum on the offensive side. I mean, I, with the runs and all that type of stuff, yeah. But the big play, we just got to play better and be more technically sound with everything that we do, you know, with tackling, when it comes to, or whatever it comes to. Uh, so we just got to, this is on us to be better as far as the big play. 
Now he's going to be going up against Elijah Moore. An interesting matchup in this game. His thoughts on that? Shout out to him, you know. But, you know, it is, it's me versus me. You know what I'm saying? Right now, it ain't, I'm not really worried about too many other people right now. It's, you know, I'm trying to uh, make sure I'm at the best, like the best level I could be, you know, out there. So I'm not really worried about too, too many other people. That's not on my team, especially. So. One of the other uh, things he mentioned as well is like Jenkins and like Traquan Smith, he was also asked the urgency level, the factor in this game. Since Ayers has been there, you know, we just haven't been winning. So, uh, I mean, we just got to pick it up. I guess. I don't know, man. Maybe, you know, we got lucky or something. But, you know, we, we putting in the work. We just got to keep going and go harder. But, of course, we want to get the win for our straight. Since I've been here, that hasn't been a thing. So, you know, we don't want to start that now. And like I was saying earlier, I mean, the sense of urgency, this team is just built that way. They don't know how to do anything different, wins and losses, which is a good thing. It is honestly a good thing. And I agree with him. I, I don't feel sort of like we were talking with um, Will Guillory earlier today when we were talking about the Pelicans that – I do at times, obviously I want to get throttled by 30 or something, find it more enjoyable to watch this game or watch games this season because you can see. I mean, it's a very tangible thing. Effort, energy, desire, want to, physicalness, matching it. Like, it's tangible. You can see. Your eyes will see it. You can feel it, right? There's ways to describe it. And (laughs) I don't think... I mean, the Falcons game, honestly, is probably the, the only game in, in this losing streak that, I, that, I, that I've said bothered me. Because that one looked like they didn't show up. Like some of the others, you legitimately didn't have key players. I mean, Larry Holder last week said it. That they should never again introduce the offense like they did if those were the players playing as they did before Buffalo. I mean, he was, he's like, the crowd didn't know what to do, they didn't know who to clap for. They never heard him. Now, thanks to Eric for uh, pointing this out to me. Kenny Stills was seen at practice today. Yeah, I know. They released him. Apparently, they signed him back because he was at practice. Nick Underhill, New Orleans, got football saying, though, he didn't see Caden Ellis, Pete Werner, which were already on the injury report, is not practicing. But actually, Caden Ellis um, had practice. He was limited. Ryan Ramchek and Pete Werner did not practice the last two days. So Ellis not practicing would be new. Again, he's not saying that. It's just he didn't see him. But as I sort of hinted, little Jordan Humphrey wasn't seen as well. Yeah. Nothing on him on the injury report Wednesday. Wound up on it yesterday, limited with a hamstring. Hamstrings do not heal in 24 hours. So maybe that's why Kenny steals his back. <laughs> Kenny, can't stand you, can't catch. Get out of here, son, for a second time. Coach, little Jordan Humphrey has a hamstring injury. Oh, give me that phone. Brrr. Kenny, what's up, man? We need you again. <laughs> That is a, that is an interesting phone call, though, right? That is an interesting phone call. Released earlier in the week. Come on back. That now it could have been for a roster issue. I doubt it. I, I legitimately think he was released early in the week because 
they they wanted to move on. It's not like their receiving position group got better over the week. Necessity something else, isn't it? One angry midget, I see you. I'll come to you right out of the breaks. The Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. If I can make it there, I'll make it. Archie Manning here for Thibodeau Regional. In the Manning household, we're pretty serious about sports. And just like the team at the Sports Medicine Center of Thibodeau Regional, we're also very serious about sports safety. As the region's leader and first comprehensive sports medicine program, they've been in the game longer with certified athletic trainers, fellowship-trained sports medicine physicians, and neuro-sports-trained experts. So play hard, play to win, but play it safe with the Sports Medicine Center of Thibodeau Regional. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. Other banks charge fees on savings and checking accounts. Doesn't sound good, does it? Capital One reimagined banking. So it sounds more like this. With Capital One, you can open an account with no fees or minimums in five minutes. Get started now at a Capital One location or online. Sound good to you? This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? For consumers only. Approval required. Offered by Capital One and a member FDIC. Copyright 2018 Capital One. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. What would you say you do here? Sports. Sports. All day long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Leo Haggard in the on-deck circle talk NFC South. Got the Panthers and Falcons facing off against one another. Bucks playing as well, so we'll talk about that. One angry midget, though. What you got for us today? Afternoon, Gus. How are you, sir? Doing well, man. How are you? I'm hanging in there, and I bring a silver lining. So, if you remember, I want to say it was about two seasons, maybe three seasons ago, where the Falcons actually had this really, really, really good team. They had they had finally gotten the pieces to, to really contend, and they got absolutely obliterated by injuries. Every mm-hmm. other game, they were losing key pieces, sort of like what we're experiencing now. Well, around that time, and I, and I wish I could remember the name of the guy who wrote the article, but there was an article written by a guy who studied analytics, and he measured when teams get absolutely decimated by injuries, and it's about every three years, where on that third year, your team just gets obliterated. And some teams, they do a little bit better. Some teams do a little bit worse. Mm-hmm. But it's about every three years. And if you look back, we're 
way past due for this. So, with that said, how does this team look if you took away all these injuries? Well, we're probably competing for the NFC South. I mean, just through sheer determination, we beat the Bucks after losing our starting quarterback, and then the injuries really started coming. Mm-hmm. So, Saints fans just need to kind of take a deep breath, recognize it for what it is. We are a mass unit at this point. But there's positives to that. We're going to get a chance to see guys that are going to operate when the real bullets are flying. And so we'll know next year which one of those guys can be a long-term or even a short-term contributor right. and not just a guy taking up a spot. So, yeah, this season sucks. No ifs, ands, or buts. But if you follow the analytics and the law of averages, this was going to come. We have been relatively healthy for several years now. And so this is – this is it's our time. It's our time. We're, we're, we're catching it now. Yeah. But for the next few years, that shouldn't be the case if the, the analytics play out. That's all I got, sir. Hey, man, give me one guarantee, though, before you go and we get to Leo. Give me one guarantee of something we will see Sunday in the Jets-Saints game. Someone you've never heard of play in a Saints uniform. <laughs> okay. We'll do that. One Ingram Midget. Thank you, sir. Bring in Leo Haggerty. It's Sports Magazine. How are you, sir? I'm fine, Gus. That's a comeback to follow, though. Yeah. Know? Yeah, that's where we are, man. Uh, we've had some good ones. Let's see, someone playing you've never heard of before, right, is what he just said. The other callers so far today, uh, we've gotten uh, Christopher saying one kicker will miss at least one kick. Mr. Black says two sacks a piece, as in the Jets will have two sacks, the Saints will have two sacks. David Alexander, who works with you, sir. Uh, he said the Jets will play a great first half, then find a way to blow it in the second. That is his guarantee. Jared says he guarantees the Saints need a miracle to win. And then he called the Saints receiving core Millie Vanilli. Bradley says he's guaranteeing Marcus Williams will whiff on a tackle. John Forcade is guaranteeing that a kicker likely will miss the kick. And that he expects Taysom Hill 12 to 15 carries in a game is what he's expecting. So, Leah, let's start with the Saints. What are you guaranteeing that we will see Sunday against the Jets? You will see a non-quarterback throw a touchdown pass for the Saints. Ooh, non-quarterback throw a TD. I'm going to go Alvin Kamara, huh? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for that all year. I, I, I mean, as soon as he gets the ball, eleven guys fly at him. I'm just waiting for that to happen. So yeah, it's going to be this week. I like that, uh, Leo. When when you look at Taysom Hill, and obviously, again, I'm not saying that every quarterback has everything perfect for them. I mean, even Tom Brady over there at Tampa has had to deal with injuries, hasn't had Antonio Brown, may not have him back when he comes back from his suspension and things of that nature. Might be some of the reports. I'll ask you about that in a quick second. But my point is, Taysom Hill... They they cut Kenny Stills and apparently he's at practice today, earlier in the week. So he's back he's back today because little Jordan Humphrey did not practice because he sustained a hamstring injury yesterday. So that left the Saints with two receivers on the roster. Traquan Smith and Marquez Callaway. That's it. So they have to bring up their practice squad, guys. Like it's hard to evaluate, I guess, what Taysom Hill can sort of do. He's got mallet finger, he's got no receivers. 
it's going to be hard to kind of evaluate it, or do you think you can evaluate based off of the adversity if he should be a starter? That's, that's, that's the greatest question in the world. I don't think you can evaluate him yet. But, again, here's the best part. You're playing the Jets. It's not like you're playing the Packers. It's not like you're playing the Bucks. You're playing the Jets. So that's something that's going to definitely factor in to what's going on. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be an outdoor game. It's going to be cold up in the Meadowlands. Uh, it's going to be uh, following Army-Navy, who was the night day afternoon before. So it's uh, going to be an interesting game for the Saints. But, yeah, you can't evaluate him on, on what's going on. I mean, he's got guys in the game now that won't be in the game probably in two, three weeks. Do you, who, who wins Sunday? Oh, it, it, no doubt. Thanks. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Are you willing willing to guarantee it? Oh, I'm almost thinking it's my Leo's lock of the week that the the Saints will win. Again, everybody's talking gloom and doom outside of Tampa. Remember, if any of these three teams get hot, they can finish 10-7. and That gets them into the playoffs. And again, if you look at the Saints' schedule, after the Bucs, it's not, you know, the most difficult road to hoe. So, yeah, I think they're going to go up there. I think they're going to win. Now, they're going to win ugly, but it's probably going to be like 1914 mm-hmm. right in that range. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, that Look, Jordan, our intern, he's just guaranteeing someone wins. In other words, he, he just doesn't want it to be a tie. I mean, when that's where you are with these two teams right now. But here's what it is. Look, I don't know if it's much better – with Atlanta and Carolina, as we turn our attention to the rest of the NFC South, joined by Leo Haggerty of Sports Magazine. He covers the Bucks and the NFC South with us. So let's start with Atlanta here. It, it does. It pains me to see them above the Saints in the standings. I know it's the same record, but they beat the Saints. So they're above them in the standings. It pains me because I've made fun of them all season long. Um, can they legit? I guess if I'm thinking the Saints can still stick around in the playoff hunt, can the Falcons? You know, I guess by what we're seeing, they play the Buccaneers. Yes, they are just a player two away from actually beating Tampa Bay. Again, it's 20 to 17 at halftime. It's 24 21 going into the fourth quarter in Tampa. And, and then just strange things happen. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Atlanta or the Saints kind of get on a roll. And again, Matt Ryan, he's money. He went in, and I, I think he was like, uh, you know, 26 of 33 against the Bucks. Uh, and, and and before we leave, I got the the uh, formula to beat the Buccaneers, but I'll talk to you about that. But, yeah, I, I don't – it wouldn't be surprised for me to see one of those three teams, the Saints, Atlanta, or Carolina, just to get hot and get a sniff at the playoffs, get to 9 and 8, 10 and 7. Right. The Panthers. I saw Jeremy Fowler earlier today on Sports Center. Uh, first hour, so it was twelve o'clock is my time. He reported that several Panthers players have expressed dissatisfaction or are unhappy with the way Matt Rule coaches. I'm not shocked by that at all. I I think he's, for the classic phrase, in over his head. To be honest with you, Leo, I, he doesn't know what he wants or who he wants for quarterback. He threw Teddy two gloves under the bus last year by 
saying when he was going after Darnold or Watson or whoever was available. You know, was it golf? It was Stafford. It was anybody by saying they want a quarterback that can score in the red zone and convert third downs. And then Teddy in Denver said, we never practiced red zone or third downs. Hates Darnold, loves Darnold. It's all about Cam. No, it's Joe Brady's fault. And now players are leaking out. We don't like this guy. Is he done after this year? I'll tell you what, Gus, if he if he throws up a goose egg and, and they end up uh <laughs> you know five and thirteen or four and thirteen, whatever, five and oh, yeah. They're gonna stick a fork in him because he was supposed to be the, the Messiah coming in. You know, it was Hosanna, Hosanna. Now it's crucify him, crucify him. I thought he made a mistake bringing in Joe Brady. Again, Joe Brady, great college offensive coordinator, great innovator. <laughs> Ain't the same game up there when you're playing on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, the things you work on and it works on Saturday don't work on Sunday. You got you got to get the ball out quick. You got to get it to people who can provide some yak for you, for your listeners. That's yards after catch. And that's something, and again, Gus, we talked about this five, six weeks ago. What is the persona of the Carolina Panthers? They don't have one. Are they a run first? Are they a pass first? Are they offense season? They don't have an identity yet. And mm-hmm. that falls in the head coach. I, I'm with you. Look, the, the Joe Brady thing, it was so interesting to me because I, I clearly remember that day in the Saints facility, and I'm almost positive Jacques Doucet from WAFB, but he was asked about Brady, and, and Sean didn't know who he was. Like, he just, it didn't click in his head, and eventually he had to get re-asked again. It was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, he's in the room. Drew Brees referenced him as, well, you know, he was in the room, so I'm sure he picked up some things. The way he described things, or I guess people in Baton Rouge saw it, like he literally helped come up with the plays for Sean Payton and Pete Carmichael. And I'm like, guys, that's that's not how it is. Like, I, you, you know when Sean is high on an assistant or player because he will brag about them, talk about them, give specifics about them, and that never happened with the Saints players or coaches. So I, I was absolutely baffled that teams were interviewing him as a head coach candidate last year i was baffled i was too and again uh he was coaching an nfl offensive talent wise at lsu look at all those guys that came out that year yeah. my lord and again he had to struggle to beat team. It, it was still i i he was kind of like the golden boy and, and, and everybody was going why is he the golden boy uh yeah, I think I can score 35 points with that offense. So yeah, no doubt. Got, got to hit the break here, Leo. So give me your best 30 seconds. Bills and Buccaneers. Tampa three and a half point favorite. Uh, why should I be high on the Bucks getting their tenth win? Because they're going to throw it probably 50 times again. That's what you're going to see. Uh, I think it's going to be close. I think the Bucks cover, but they're going to be less than a touchdown. Oh. 28, 23. All right, 28-23, Leo Haggerty thinks he might be Leo's lock of the week, and he also guarantees a non-quarterback will throw a touchdown pass in the game Sunday. Thank you, Leo, as always, for your time, sir. As always, Gus, have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Sure, man, appreciate it. Final segment coming up next, Matt Moscona, top of the hour. It's your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Hold your head up, oh, hold your head up, oh, hold your head up. 
Black and Gold Report is brought to you by Rogers Parts, your home for Napa Auto Parts. Locally owned, nationally known. Get your Napa know-how in Lockport, La Rose, Galliano, Morgan City, and Labadeville. Saints Jets on Sunday, New York's 3-9, and nine, and so what does the offense look like? Saints cornerback Paulson Adebo. Uh, they play hard. They got a lot of good good players, got good receivers, so like any week, just going to have to attack it, learn their tendencies, and then just make sure we're locked in on our details. Saints receiver Deontay Harris, as you know, is suspended for the next three games. So Marquez Callaway, you got to step up. Any pressure there? Not really. I mean, Deontay was a big part of our offense, so that'll hurt us, but like how we've been doing all season, you know, next guy got to be able to step up. And this week, um, Aesop's going to get the chance. He's been waiting all season, you know. Him and KB been going at it with scout team. And it's Aesop's turn. He's going to do what he can to step up. I'm excited for him. I know he's excited. Saints quarterback Taysom Hill feels confident that the Saints offense can get better. They were signs there, even in last week's loss. I thought overall, I thought our tempo was good, man. I thought guys played, you know, hard with a lot of, you know, passion. And, you know, I thought that we did a lot of things really well up front. You know, we moved the ball. We ran the ball well. Kickoff in New York Sunday is at noon. New Orleans, a five-and-a-half point favorite. For more on the black and gold, keep it here on ESPN New Orleans. This black and gold report has been brought to you by Rogers Parts, your home for Napa Auto Parts. Locally owned, nationally known. Get your Napa know-how in Lockport, La Rose, Galliano, Morgan City, Labanteville. Napa know-how. Rogers Parts, your local distributor of high-quality Napa Auto Parts Marine and Industrial Supplies, has what you need to keep your vehicle rolling safely down the road. Whether it's repair or maintenance, Napa has the parts to help you make your vacation destination. Getting ready for that big fishing trip, they have quality marine parts to help keep your boat going. So stop by one of Rogers Parts' five locations, Lockport, La Rose, Galliano, Morgan City, and Labadeville, and talk with one of their ASE parts specialists. Rogers Parts, they've got the Napa know-how. Happy Holidays from Greg LeBlanc Toyota. It's a festive time of year, and you can celebrate with fresh new inventory arriving daily. There's great holiday deals at Greg LeBlanc. Amazing stocking stuffers like keys to the all-new redesigned 2022 Tundra. It may be cold outside, but these holiday deals are red hot and won't last long. Greg LeBlanc Toyota, South Hollywood Road in Homa, or online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. Santa may have the sleigh, but Greg's got the holiday deals. Shop now. Let's hit it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Good sign to see. It is a video that Mike Triplett just retweeted. There's no sound on it. It's Jameis Winston slowly riding a stationary bike. So on with the back, it's kind of like you're sitting down. So you kind of have a, you know, something on your back, one of those types of stationary bikes. And you can see him gingerly, you know, pedaling here. It's a good sign. And Mike tweets, the Saints could still go a few directions at quarterback in 2022, but it's hard not to consider Jameis Winston as the leading contender for the job after he showed promise in a 5-2 start to start the season. That feels like a million years ago now, and it does. I think it's interesting to see what, what would be the direction his team goes. I've said the, the, the first top three things that pop in my head is you're calling Aaron Rodgers because he's made it clear does not want to stay there. Mind you, he's either going to be the MVP 
or runner-up. I think it's between he and Brady. Am I wrong? You can make the case and argument for both. Legitimately. I mean, the Packers and the Bucks are not the same team without their quarterbacks. I think the Bucks has got a little, little better defense, a few more weapons. I, like, the, the Packers is Aaron Rodgers. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel that. Like, to me, I'm like, it's, it's, I would, I would pick probably Aaron, to be honest with you. Especially considering the offseason, which I know he probably created. And the opening loss of the season, and since then, they, they look pretty good. Now they're 93, but, you know, Kyler Murray probably would have had it if he doesn't miss some games due to injury. Still may, if they have a heck of a finish. Either way, um, So we'll see if that really goes, how it happens. Now, you call there. Pittsburgh's been linked to him. San Francisco's been linked to him. Again, the the problem is you don't control that. It's where does Aaron want to go? I think Sean Payton is a very interesting point for him. Right? Especially, look, it it was bumpy when LaFleur first started, but his issue and angst now is with upper management. But I do think a relationship with a coach that happens to be an offensive coordinator, that happens to have had success, that happens to have coached a Hall of Famer, gets him to listen. Sean Payton gets him to listen to the offer. And there's no doubt the Saints, I mean, you'd be foolish to not. And I understand he's old. But I'm watching him play indoors for nine games out of the year. I think Aaron Rodgers could still play for this team. I'm not even worried about the money. Saints will find a way to get the money. Roy, Mr. Miami Dolphin, just sent me the 2022 cap space table, and it shows the Saints 59 in the red. They can make that work. They'll figure it out. But you try there. I, I think the second thing I try to see then is Russell Wilson. It makes sense. It's a team that his agent leaked earlier this year in the calendar year. And earlier this week, I played a bite and my brain just went dead by uh, somebody who covers the NFL. He said it's one of the Broncos were a team. Saints were a team and another team. I just completely just forgot. But I, I think it makes sense. I saw a stat, I think, this week. I'm trying to think what day of the week it was. That said that Russell Wilson has been sacked the most of any quarterback in the last five years or something like that, but like a wide margin. I mean, it, he's been beaten up. Might have been the last two years or something. But he's absolutely been pummeled. Again, indoors, not Seattle, not outdoors. I think that helps. Uh, having a relationship with a head coach was something that he spoke about this past year. So, but after those two guys, I'll make the case and argument. I think it should be Jameis Winston. Thanks for tuning us in. Let's see what happens on Sunday. I do think the Saints win. I'll see you Monday. It's the Sports Hangover. Matt Moscone and After Further View is next on ESPN New Orleans. Yeah, 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 yeah.